0: hello hello everybody and welcome to for the record episode number 83 (laughs) holy crap this is i know i keep saying that every time i do this but it's just getting um i don't know it's just weird that there's almost a hundred of these things and i started it in the fucking living room of my old parents house and it's turned into it's just turned into this i know i i talk about this way too much but i just i can't express my gratitude for every listener every artist that has come on whether they're in film comedy music whatever it is um and whatever it is that you do just thank you so much for helping me bring this to life um today's episode i'm really excited to get to i had such a great time chatting with this um with this artist um but uh, first uh, quick announcement, uh, we're going to be covering Silicon Valley Comic Con, um, which is going to be fucking fantastic. There's so much that's going to be going on at this event this, this time. They've been uh, just a quick look at their website. You're going to see that there's going to be uh, a panel for Star Trek The Next Generation uh, that's going to be, uh, it's going to bring back a good chunk of the original cast uh, from the show. Um, a couple people, I believe, I think there are a couple people that canceled due to schedule conflicts They couldn't make it out. Um, but there's still, there's still a good number of people that are going to be out at this thing and it's going to be, it's going to be insane. Uh, there's going to be panels, um, and meet and greet opportunities with people like, uh, Grant Guslin from The Flash, Tom Felton from also The Flash, and of course, Draco Malfoy from Harry Potter and the... Uh, Harry Potter in the entire series. Uh you Draco Malfoy. Harry Potter in the entire series. Hell yeah. Um, uh, who else? Got uh, Robert England, uh, who was Freddy Krueger in the Nightmare on Elm Street series is going to be out there. Uh, Steven Yen, uh, who was Glenn on The Walking Dead. Uh, there, so many people. And we went and we covered the show last year and it was absolutely insane. This year, we actually... Um, I don't Last year I said we... Um, And I don't know why I said that, because it was really just me. This time I actually have staff and other people that are going to come out. Um, We're going to try to do a podcast with... um With the guys on the Infinity Podcast, uh, who I've um, come to know over the past couple years. Uh, They're going to be out at the event as well, so we're going to try to get something going with them. We're trying to lock down some guests to come and be on the podcast. It's, I mean, it's a convention, so everybody's got very limited time. So it may or may not happen, but uh, we're going to have a lot of photos. We're going to have a lot of um, write-ups, and and still, we're just going to generate some really cool stuff uh, that we're going to put up in the week after. So that is... April 21st through the 23rd, and I believe I'm also covering a show that last night, so this is gonna be a fun weekend with little sleep, but I, I'll i be honest with you, I couldn't have it any other way. Um, there's still tickets available for all of this stuff. So to go and get, uh, tickets, find out more information about panels, about the guests, about people who are coming from the world of entertainment and science, and, um, just uh, this incredible collection of artists is going to be all in one place for this weekend. Go to svcomiccon.com, um, and then you should be able to go under the Get Tickets, um, Button that's right up at the top in the right-hand corner and you should be able to get any information Also, just a heads up to anyone who is listening to this and who is going to the show last year we tried to cover the back to the feature panel and uh, Or I tried to cover the back to feature panel and even in the big hall and even if you had press we were kicked out and with this was because you had to have an additional wristband So it didn't matter if you were press, if you were just someone who was attending, you had to have this extra wristband. Some people arranged that uh, with the press team, some people didn't, like myself, and couldn't go in. uh, No matter what, because as soon as I jumped on my phone, guess what? Sold out, because everybody else was told. Um, But they do this for the big panels as just like an extra little um, add-on so that you can get in. Uh, go on to svcomiccon.com and when you go to the get tickets site scroll down and find The pass to get into the panel which will be taking place on Saturday from 10:30 a.m. to 12 p.m. It's 10 bucks It's really not a lot of money at all and it will save you a huge headache trying to get in um, and trying to get it all figured out uh, So that is just my little tip to everyone here because it was a pain in the ass last year and I really want to make sure that uh, not only does everyone enjoy the show, but that if you are a Trekkie and you're a big fan that you do get into this, because like I said, pain in the ass. Um, All right, uh, this episode was sponsored by uh, Vinyl Me Please. Vinyl Me Please is the best damn record club of the month. You subscribe and each month you'll receive one album that is essential to your modern day record collection. Each record is exclusively pressed for Vinyl Me with features you can't get anywhere else. This can range from bonus tracks, inserts colored variants and each album comes with a 12 by 12 inch album inspired art print and a custom cocktail recipe it's a really cool deal and it's it's very unique uh for a lot of the uh mail services that you can get for different kinds of items uh in this day and age particularly for music it's pretty rad uh so to sign up visit joinvmp.com for the record once again joinvmp.com for the record all right. After this super lengthy intro, thank you for sitting through it. This episode is with Joe Livy, uh, who is fucking phenomenal as a guest. Um, it was she was so sweet. It was such a pleasure to meet her and have her on the show. Um, I had never heard um, I'd never heard any of your tracks before, and I, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, uh, she I was told she was going to be in San Francisco, and uh, usually with uh, some of the artists that are out of the area or aren't playing a show or whatever the case is and they're just doing uh, just they're doing some press time. Uh, we'll do it over the phone or Skype or whatever the case is. And her team uh, wanted to see if I was up for meeting in the city, so we grabbed coffee. We went to a Starbucks and sat down and we chatted for an hour and it was really nice. I found out about uh, what her project was before this we talked about uh, how this is a new project and basically how her songwriting has evolved and um, how her music is covering relationships. And just it, it, it's a little bit, it, I mean, you'll hear in the episode, but it's more about how the first project she worked on under her name, Lehoku, was based around just kind of the. Um, the vibe that she had when she lived in Hawaii. She's from Oahu, Hawaii, and then recently moved to uh, Southern California to pursue a music career. Um, But it was kind of how there was a shift from that genre into uh, this kind of darker pop uh, world. And it, it, it was super fascinating. And it was really great to just have a conversation with someone and sit down and... I couldn't speak more highly of this one. Uh, I do ramble in certain parts, so please forgive me. Um, But I think I've talked long enough about this and I'll stop rambling again. So let's jump right into this. This is episode 83 of For The Record with Joe Livy. Enjoy. So that this is going at the same time. I always well, assume, like a voice memo. I'm super paranoid. I always am like, worried that like you might lose gonna, like, it. Yeah, or it's going to like cut off or something like that. So I always Yeah, you don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saving up to get a Zoom. So I can just bring that in and that'll be Oh, cool. times easier. Nice. Where's the
1: Yeah, I always have to type in voice memo. It like never is Yeah, just it does not coming
0: up for some reason. That's weird. All right, cool. Well, there it goes. Hi, it's you. great to meet you. Great to meet you too. <laughs> Don't forget
1: your coffee, because I want you to be okay. Right. Up. Cool. <laughs> no sweat. Coffee. Cool. No, I
0: had a nice walk. I got off. I think I got off. I got off from Powell, but it was on the opposite end of Powell Street. Okay. So I was So. Like, no. That looks better. And then I got off, and I'm like,
1: mile walk. Oh. Cool. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, so. mine first said it was a mile, and then when I got out of the my dad's apartment and went left, and it's like just a half a mile. Yeah, like, exactly. So it's like oh. Yeah. Okay, so it was taking me like this. Yeah, and I just of across.
0: Yeah. The walk I walked out because I, I I got off the train and I'm like, there's a pizza right here. There's there's no way because in my head <laughs> I still got the wrong coffee shop and I'm like, there's no way. And I walked in, and I'm like, I am not, not... even close. <laughs> and it said it would take me twenty minutes to walk here, and I was like, no. And I started walking and then it went to five and I was yeah. like,
1: okay, okay, thanks. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Are you from San Francisco? No, I'm from Hawaii. Oh my God, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, we my family owns the Mark Twain Hotel on of- Taylor & O'Farrell. Whoa, okay. Yeah, so we since I was a little kid, I was coming here. Yeah. Um, and then come, come here with uh, my friends for Pride weekend. All yeah. Drive oh, up yeah. here <laughs> and, and stay at the hotel and then they just sold it last year so we just finished a okay. uh, building our condo at the mid-plaza. Okay. Yeah, so... Wow, that's awesome. fun. What part yeah. of Hawaii did you grow up in? Uh, born and raised on Oahu. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, so my whole family still lives there. Nice. Yeah. That was the, That's
0: the one island... Well, I haven't been to... I haven't been to every island, but I've been to a couple, but that was the one that my parents always wanted to
1: go to. Oahu? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's like... Well, that's the that's the main island. Yeah. Honolulu, like the city of Honolulu. Gotcha. Yeah. Very it's cool. the most populated, but if you're from there, you always find the... You always have the secrets of, like, everything. Yeah. So no one... You go to the places where the tourists aren't. Oh, okay. exactly. Yeah. yeah I f- and I mean, at
0: that point, if you if you live there, you have a totally different perspective on it because you know... Exactly. Everybody's going to be over here, so <laughs> I'm going to go here from this time to this time and nobody will be around exactly. to bother me. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> That's why when people come to
1: visit me, I always... It's always the best experience of Hawaii they'll ever get.
0: Yeah, because there's none I know the, the best places stuff. to eat. I know, like, everything the best, so... So getting that Disney resort must have really been the great thing
1: for tourists. It's good. The thing about it is it's so far away from yeah. it's like in all you know, it's in the North Shore somewhere in a little nook, so you know, I don't see it.
0: Well my friend, I I went to I went to Santa Clara University in the Bay Area and a lot of people I don't know why, but a lot of people came from Hawaii to yeah, no. um to that school in particular and my first question was always, Okay, what the hell are you doing here? Yeah. You have that why would you leave that and then they, we'd talk more and they'd be like it's I mean it's the same with anyone from a different area just wanting to see something different and wanting
1: to yeah something. I went to Colorado State okay cool So everyone was like yeah uh I remember my freshman year it was like <laughs> negative four degrees and like walking out of the dorm was just like <laughs> frozen like what the fuck yeah, did I get myself exactly into?
0: um he would one of my friends one of my good friends who roomed with me would tell me though the, I think it was two summers after we were together because they had finished the resort he uh-huh. said yeah I'm a 10 minute bike ride from there and I'm like screw you man this is, this is cool <laughs> don't tell me that <laughs> well yeah, fine go for your summer vacation I'm stuck here um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome yeah so when did you I mean you said, you said you were traveling here when did you do you still live there now or did you well, I, um, well I
1: have a lot of family that still lives in Hawaii um, I live in. After college, I moved to Los Angeles, okay. and I've been there four or five years nice. singing. So um, it's hard because I was changed genres like midway through my yeah. career, and so it's kind of like I had to start from scratch again. Yeah. So, but I mean, with with Joe Livy it's been such a fast paced moving. Yeah. And. Doing a lot more than I was doing before. Yeah. You should grab your coffee. Jared. Oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> no sweat.
0: All right, hold on a second. Awesome. awesome. Cool, we both understand.
1: <laughs> I really have to tell you what I'm doing tonight, though. What's up? Go for it. I'm going to the um, Gonzaga WVU WB, game. Okay. The March Madness. Awesome. Okay. Do you follow sure. basketball? I don't
0: follow sports. Oh,
1: damn. But I understand. And it's so exciting because yeah. I'm so excited. Like, Gonzaga's like, my team to go all the way. Nice. So um, my dad was like, fuck okay, it, let's just get some tickets. So me, him and my brother are going. Nice. I thought, thought you'd appreciate it. No, you know I know what never
0: mind. <laughs> <laughs> I do but appreciate it. Fitting. Like I've never been I've never been a sports person, but at the same time I did I would go to I went to a couple of the basketball games and stuff that was at my school because I had a couple friends who were like, No, I I know, they're like, I know you hate sports. I know your music. It's cool. (laughs) Just come to one. Just see it. You can hate it. It's fine. Just come with us so you can see it. We'll get you food. And I was like, All right. I I mean, I can buy my own food. That's all right. (laughs) So we came and it was fun. It was still, I still had a fun. fun time. It's just, I can never, I think it was a combination of just, I guess my whole family was very, or parts of my family were very into sports because I was kind of like, I don't want to do that, I don't want to do that and kind of rebellious I just went against it. not because I was yeah just because and I was kind of like whatever and then I started to see like oh that's cool everybody has you have your different teams you have. All these different things, but I get so obsessive with hobbies that I feel like I have these 20 things I'm working right on, right I'm going to feel another
1: thing to throw into I'm that. I'm just definitely the same way when it comes to <laughs> sports, for sure. We're a sporty family. My mom played volleyball covered iron, my dad played basketball, nice. my both my brothers, so we were always just like, sports, 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 but I was so musical theater, yeah. like, okay, fine, I'll go to basketball practice, but then can I, like, go sing somewhere? Yeah. I was, um uh, music and film were my two things, nice. starting I a kid. Um, yeah. But, um, what was it? What was great?
0: My grandparents are the big sports people in the family. Yeah. They had 49 ers season tickets. I just like telling the story because I, it's just really funny to me. <laughs> they, they had niners season tickets at Candlestick from... 1979 onward. And so they had the same seats, bought them every single year. Wow. They transferred to Levi when they built the right. stadium. But when they tore down the stadium, you had the option to buy your seats. Like your physical oh, seats, was- So they bought them. And one half of my family is like, That's so stupid, why would you spend that? And they, they was like, Hey, that's really cool. That's and they're just literally sitting in the yard, like I think that's fucking I, I think it's cool. Like, I was kind of like, there was part of me that's kind of There's laughing, so much like, history there. Yeah.
1: It's far back than, yeah. than you were born. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And
0: I was lucky enough. I only went to Candlestick once, and um, I was kind of like, this is really cool to just still see this. Definitely. So, and the seats are still sitting, just collecting dust in, in the room. backyard of my parents' house. How long has the Joe Levy project been going on?
1: Um... So it'll be a year. It'll be a year and a half in June. Cool. So yeah, yeah. June is when I met with um, my new uh, manager, and then how we were going to do the independent label. Yeah. And then um, right from there, well, first, well, my name is Leho Ku. Yeah. So my name is Lehoku Peterson <laughs> and so that was my name I used for everything was Lehoku. And I kinda got niched into this like Hawaii thing. So everywhere I was going, people were like, Oh can you speak Hawaiian, can you dance hula? You know and, and I went through such a tumultuous relationship that I was like I got some shit to say. Like I can't sing about rainbows and butterflies anymore. Like I really gotta I really gotta, you know, put it out there. So my middle name is Johanna. So I just took the Joe, and growing up, you know, my aunts and uncles called me Joey or Jolie, so was okay. like, I was like, just put the V-I at the end and call it a day. Nice. So, <laughs> Joe Livy. Nice. That's how Joe Livy was born. You said that you had changed genres.
0: What was, I mean, what was the oh, genre yeah. before that?
1: The genre it, was, yeah. I mean, two completely different. It's like the genre, the genre for the hoku was Kobe Clay, oh. Okay. you know, cool. Jack Johnson, nice. very, you know, awesome. beachy and laid back and happy, and then... Um Jell-Livy is more Toe blow, Banks I, I alternative R and B. You know. So I just there was no way I could write what I wanted to say in yeah. like that genre of music. It's just it was it was too perfect. You can only get the
0: hold for so long. Yeah. You can only take it for as as long as you
1: It's know. funny because everywhere I went when I did a radio tour under like Hoku, you know, everyone butchered my name everywhere. So I was like, Great, now I'm changing my name, no one's gonna butcher it. <laughs> Everyone butchers it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Everyone goes, oh, Jolivy Jolivy Jol you know, they just like... Edit. I thought it was
0: Levy, I was going to ask you, but I was like, I'm glad I got it right. Yeah.
1: No, Jolivy I mean, I-, I don't mind that people butcher. I just didn't think that it would be something that people would butcher. Yeah. Because I, I don't know, Jolivy You're like, this was know. so
0: difficult. This is totally easy. I'm like giving it to you. Yeah. And then
1: you're like, oh. And then, no. <laughs> then I almost feel like Lehoku was way easier to say,
0: or easier to remember, I don't know, what would they butcher it as? Like I mean, Oh my god, lehoku, it was
1: Kiki, lehuka, lehaka, and, and, and sometimes you, you, when people say it so wrong, you're like, it's literally how it is spelled, it's how it is pronounced, <laughs> so when people would say lehuku or lehuka, or like lehaku, it's literally l-e-i-h-o-k-u, so I don't know where they got h-o to h-a, or h-u. Like le ho ku. Yeah, but no, it was. Uh, I mean, all the time. But, but yeah, because I think L-E-I, I i. think like le. Le. Yeah, yeah exactly. you so. get a le in white. Like, yeah.
0: Exactly. That's funny.
1: That's. I mean, it's kind of. I mean, it
0: sucks that, that you, that you butchered <laughs> so much. But I see where you're coming from. About.
1: I mean, I still do appreciate the le and ku. The, the what? le who? <laughs> oh, okay. Nice. <laughs>
0: um. So you had. I mean, from the music that I did look up from the project, you had. It, I think it very much it perfectly within like Tovlo within kind of that alternative pop and R and B and that kind of feel. Like yeah. when you were looking and when you're at that point where you're like, okay, I'm gonna change my sound, I'm gonna do this. What was it about that sound that gravitated towards you? It was- um,
1: it was definitely very in. Like it was, it was the music, it was the, the tonality yeah. of music at the time, and you know, the way that Tovlo writes, the way that Banks writes. I mean, they they're able to uh, project something so deep. I know that something about the music and, and the producer I was working with at the time, Brandon Friesen, uh, You know, he works with Billy Ray Cyrus and Miley Cyrus and stuff, and, and the stuff that he was doing, I was just fell in love with. And when we got in the studio, he was just like, "I love your sound. I love that you can hit everything on pitch. Like we're gonna do great things together." Awesome. I was able to like go into the studio and be like, "I'm writing about this, just like a specific thing." and then it blossomed into whatever it, it was. Why did you feel like you were,
0: I mean, this it might be kind of a stupid question, but why did you feel when you were Leihoku like, that you were limited by what you could write about in that sense? Like, I know that there's definitely a tone to that kind of music and, like, yeah. the Kobe Kale style, but, like, um, I, I'm just, like, I guess, why was there... I
1: kind of, I think like? I kind of felt that the Lehoku side of me it's almost like Beyonce and her Sasha Fierce is like Leho- Lehoku was this side of me and it was, gotcha. okay. it, was okay. it was it was the innocent me the me that didn't go through that much pain yet like the me that didn't feel like, you know heartbreak or the loss of a, of a family member like I didn't have all that yet and then and then I got to this other side and like Lehoku just seemed so sweet and innocent so like yeah. she wasn't consumed by all the negativity yet like she was still you know the power girl like I got it and then Jolie is just like fuck I want to do some shit I gotta, <laughs> I gotta get out of this hole somehow so it's almost almost the dark side but the, also the the side I really really wanted to be anyways I mean yeah. Leho is my name I don't go by anything else when I'm me but I've been starting to go a lot by Joe like recently yeah. because everyone calls me Joe. Naturally, so yeah yeah for sure.
0: That? No, that makes perfect that sense. That makes sense. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, no, 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 that, no, that no, makes perfect no. sense because, I mean, you think, like, you think of any musician who does, who has kind of, like, that not the alter ego, but the, just a different project that represents a different part of them. Like, I mean, the way that kind of, like, I want to say, like, David Bowie. Like, one of the ways yeah. he did Ziggy Stardust. That was a project and that was a part of what he was working on.
1: I wish I could have, sometimes I wish I could have stayed with LeHoku only because, that's my name and I think it's badass. But I also um, I also, like you said, was pigeonholed. Like you yeah, know, the, everywhere I ever if if I walked in and I said like hoku, it would start turning into, Oh, what's your name? What's your name mean? Where are you from? Like yeah. instead of being like my name's Olivia, this is my sound, this is my music, this is what I've been through, you don't you're not gonna know I mean unless you research me exactly yeah. like the bio and all the things no, be, me being from Hawaii and me being Hawaiian and all those things, I love my culture. Like, yeah. I, I'm obsessed with it, but I, I just want to put that on this over here and then and just bring the, the musician out of me. So. Yeah.
0: It's really funny that a lot of people think that, oh, you sound a certain way or you do a certain type of movie, so therefore that's the only thing that you like and yep. the only thing you talk about. It's like, not even close. Not even.
1: Part There's though. some people that do that, but not not the grand majority of it. And I see. I was. I was researching how to interview because I've never done it okay. before, and it was like a compilation of all these actors and musicians who get pissed at people asking them questions. I do that all the and time, and it's fucking hilarious. No, it's great. Like when they ask Paris Hilton, like, "Do you feel like the Kardashians like have over taking you?" She's yeah. like, "No," and then they ask her again in like a different way, and she's just, she's, she's like, like, "No, she's I'm, like, not, no, I'm not fucking it. doing this." <laughs>
0: My favorite, like, so the reason, well, the reason I actually started doing podcasting and interviews and things like that. The, I mean, the podcast thing came from a different story altogether, but the way I started kind of doing interviews was, I was sitting, and I, some, like, you fell down the rabbit hole of YouTube videos, I'm like, here's, yeah. oh, you yeah. like this, you'll and like this. And then he and then like an hour later, yeah. and you're like, what the? <laughs> and so there was something about Robert Downey Jr., who was in, uh, that he was doing a press thing for the Avengers. And I watched this interview. It's the worst interview I've ever seen <laughs> And he, he did it with... He walked away with so much class. He got up out of the interview and left, but he did it with so much class and so much grace and dignity. And then I'm like, would someone really ask a person that? And lo and behold, there's like 20 videos of all these different celebrities. So basically, Robert Downey Jr. had... I mean, for anybody listening to this or um, for anybody who doesn't know, he had a really tumultuous past. Like when he was... Oh he—I mean—he got arrested. He was on drugs. He had a really—he had, he had a harsh life at the beginning. And he's one of the rare cases where he went in realized I've done something. I've screwed up my life. I'm gonna turn myself back around because he was a fantastic actor. He was still great at what oh, he did. Oh yeah, of course. And then he said, I'm out. Here's my second chance. I'm really not gonna. Britain, I'm gonna do it. So then he got Iron Man, and that just led to the whole thing. So he's doing this interview with this channel in Britain. Oh my god, I'm so excited. And oh my god, it's so painful. It's I'm watching it, and so they're asking him movie questions. So I'm like, all right, this is good. It's And then they ask a good question, and I'm like, kind of on the edge of where it could go, but it's still okay. They said, Do you see a parallel with you and Iron Man of how you kind of started off in this way? And I'm like, kind of dangerous, but okay, cool, that's good. And so, then he basically starts asking about, like, I I had a quote from the New York Times about the time you said this when you were on drugs and about your time, and you were doing this, and I wanted to know what you meant by that, and he's like, well, I mean... I kind of went like this, but this, this was from a different time, so yeah. the cool thing is that you don't have to say what you mean, and then he's like, I want to talk about, there was a time when you were you were talking about drugs and drinking and the problems you have with your father and all this stuff, he, and this is for, like, a movie that's going to go to kids, and he's like... <laughs> is he just looking at He's like, we're, we're promoting a movie, right? I, I mean, I, I don't really know what to say to this, and <laughs> the guy's getting kind of pompous, and so then he asks him, like, this really kind of dark question, he's like... I'm sorry, I can't do this. And he gets up and he's like, You seem like a nice guy, I just can't do this. Robert did that? Yeah, yeah. And so he got up. And what was even greater was that I looked, I'm like, And this guy still has a job on the same channel years later. And I looked up in another interview, and it was with Quentin Tarantino. And oh, Quentin, no. Quentin Tarantino didn't get up. He made him sit there and take it, which was awesome. And it was he's like, No, I'm not answering your bullshit question. Was well, this is a commercial for my movie? Don't get this wrong.
1: No. And I'm just like, Yes,
0: this is great. Um, so, yeah.
1: Um, no, I, I, because I just didn't want to be, um, I have this, I guess oh I've never, I've God. never interviewed a celebrity before. You'll be great. High. You'll be fine. And, but it was, it was interesting, it's interesting, because I could picture myself going there and just, like, having a good time, and then, it's like, getting punked or someone, something, like, yeah. someone's going to punk me, I'm going to be unpunked or something, and they're going to, the guy's going to get so mad about it. It's such a simple question. And then I'm gonna cry. Like I would literally cry. I promise you. I promise you. If you just honestly,
0: if you, if you do your research, and I I mean, I think the biggest thing, like, so the the podcasting thing is different because it's more of you have longer time. Yeah, this is all like for a press junket. The best thing you can do is just go in with questions about film and the project and all that stuff. Yeah, I think exactly. it's for Ghost in a show, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So just go on Yeah, your research I, about them. Well yeah, as, I have I all, do. all my questions already, and I, f- I feel like I'm super uh, laid back and, yeah, easy, and that's perfect. To, easy to just go with the flow. I'm more of a go-with-flow person, so... Yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah, um, yeah I'm excited. I have, I have full confidence. That was kind of off-topic, but... No, 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 you're fine. I was pretty it's stoked so about so <laughs> <laughs> being able to do... Yeah. To, like, maybe get some uh, input from you on how to yourself. do that. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs>
0: just, it just basically just be relaxed and yeah. I mean you'll probably with a junket it'll be like five minutes so it's super so
1: just, just no
0: questions about the movie I mean if, are they screening it for you or is it are you, are you just going in
1: they're like screening it for me yeah like I
0: sometimes with press they'll have them watch the movie first and oh then, no, uh, no no no, no.
1: Oh, okay cool then yeah. even, even easier yeah I don't have, have to watch anything Yeah. I'm asking like six questions oh, It's just perfect. about like how the you know the anime comic and, yeah you know from before just just and then I added a couple of my own kind of stuff that I want to know. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. yeah. You'll be totally good. Perfect. Yeah. That's fun. I'm really <laughs> stoked. Who set that up with you? I um, think Bay awesome. Area HQ. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. They interviewed me yesterday, and then after the interview, we were just, like, chatting. And he's like, oh, you're just such a, you're so, like, relaxed and calm and cool. Like, you know, sometimes I interview people, and, you know, all people, everybody goes to our and they're like, oh, you're just so relaxed. Some people come in here, they're like what are you going to ask me? What's yeah. going to happen? Da, 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 da. Yeah. If you're super genuine, the, any interview
0: can yeah. be really good. And as long as it's like you're, you're interested in what they're talking about and you want to walk away. A lot of people and a lot of, act- and a lot of actors and musicians, when they go into an interview like that, they think that, all right, it's another reporter from another city exactly. who has the same story and has an agenda to get this press headline for their thing. And even if that, even if I was to like write a story and write something like that, that'd be the case. It's like, I just you just go in and talk to me. That's but what I gotta do. That's what I'm planning to do. Yeah. So because then like the guard comes down and they're more open to talking about stuff. So. Yeah. yeah, you'll be great. Yeah, don't even sweat. Thanks, Jared. Don't <laughs> <laughs> sweat. Um, what? I guess what brought you to San Francisco? I know you were saying that you finished out um, the. You were talking about the hotel and things like that. Um, but was there was this like a restaurant? for Was this like a, yeah? A, I are came are you playing a
1: show or no? I came out here to do. Um, like three four different uh press oh. stuff and then i did got the interview cool. for tomorrow and um visiting my dad uh, Nice. because he's here uh, they go back and forth from new york san francisco the so it's just it's a lot of traveling a lot of traveling and <laughs> i'm always traveling so when i have just a piece of time off it's nice to just jump here for a little while and, and hang out Spend the time of it out. Like, oh, this basketball game I'm so excited <laughs> for. It. Where is that game? It's at the SAP Center. It's in San oh, Jose. Oh, cool. Oh, in San Jose.
0: Sweet. I'm from San Jose, so I, oh, yeah. I know that whole area.
1: So will there be traffic around 2 o'clock?
0: Uh, 2 o'clock. Oh, if you're leaving at 2, no, yeah. you should be fine. Perfect. If you leave an hour later, you're screwed. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so we're trying, to, we're like, can hey, we leave at two. So, yeah. and the, and the mid-pause is right there, so it's like a 10-minute walk here. Yeah, no,
0: um, yeah, 2 o'clock generally around here, from here to San Jose is good timing. Um, anything from like, uh, 3 is generally Fridays, like, 4 onward, mm-hmm. like, there are times when I'm like, oh, it's 4.02, alright, I'm gonna hang here for 3 hours, yep. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. <four> <laughs> <three>. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, driving's not fun here, ever. Uh, but, yeah,
1: no, SAP is a great place to see. Uh, the, I've seen a lot of Sharks games there, so. Nice. I'm just excited for some good basketball. Nice. Really Who's, good. Your, who's your team? Gonzaga. Oh, that's well, right. Well, I mean, You're Colorado that, yeah. State is my school, but, I mean, we haven't gone to the uh, Sweet uh, 16s in uh, oh. many years. Yeah. No offense, go Rams, but, <laughs> you know. <laughs>
0: what game is this?
1: Like, uh, it's this, uh, well, they're in the Sweet Sixteen, so it's the first game of the of the Sweet oh games. it's the first one yeah okay, cool. so it's Gonzaga WC, WVU and then right after that it's Xavier Arizona nice and then tomorrow they have or they I think it's UCLA and I don't I don't really know all the teams for sure for tomorrow but mm-hmm. nice that'll be fun that'll yeah. be really fun enjoy it that's gonna
0: be great yeah I'm pretty excited. Um, I guess I guess in in times when you're when you're traveling all the time, I guess when do you find time to write music and act and just sit down and work? Because I noticed that you you released an EP, but you also have a number of singles and yeah, things like that. And, I guess that's what your process. Yeah,
1: um, Chains, Love Who You Want to Love, and Problems, all just came, all just recently came out. We just finished the music video for Love Who You Want to Love. Yeah, um, I, I when I do travel, I do meet up with different labels and uh, do like writing sessions a lot all over boston you know and anywhere i travel sometimes i'll meet with musicians uh just from different record labels yeah sit down and write a song but most of the time it's it's my manager going okay we need a song by this time or we want to do an ep by this time you know what are you looking at doing and then most of the time honestly i can only write a song if i'm going through some shit. like I, i've noticed or if I see someone else going through something. Yeah. It's like I can sit down and I can really write a really a song. I mean, all the songs I have are all written by me. So it's it's a lot of what I've been through and a lot of what I see people going through that I can relate to.
0: Yeah. So that's like my
1: favorite thing about music. Sarah Relis is one of my favorite songwriters. Yeah. And, I mean, her albums got me through so many breakups and so many different things. And, like, that's what I wanted to give to my listeners is, is a something to listen to and know that they've gone through I've gone through the same thing they haven't yeah. a lot of people have as well
0: yeah it's hard to write when you're not I, I, I'm kind of the same way I can't oh, it's write in, so hard. I can't write
1: until something has happened Like even if I'm happy it's like I can't write a song I know and like don't yeah. <laughs> and I didn't think that was because people people would always say oh I can't write music and that's that one I mean it, it kind of goes I mean I know Adele One album of the year and that was and, and I mean Lemonade was to me by far on you know even Adele recognized it at the Grammys. but I mean when you go from 21 to 25 those albums I mean it's they're both great but I mean 21 was just like or was it 19? it was 19 it was 19 yeah oh my gosh I mean that album was I mean she went through some shit and it was and it was very evident very clear and it was beautiful and so when you when when you're happy it's just hard to to get your head in that space yeah so, yeah, just there's, yeah, there's
0: some bands I've seen where they'll release an album, but I know that they're they're known for writing like about sadder times, and so as soon as something comes out, I'm like, oh man, what happened? Someone yeah. hurt you really bad. Really bad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> people people ask me questions about that with my songs. I'm just, like, oh, what the happened? Oh my yeah. gosh. And then some of the songs are like literally specific to a specific event that. Happened like just one day of things. Yeah. that Happened like fed up was literally written about four hours like of a period of four hours of time of something that happened. I mean, I put it into a song.
0: Was there ever a? I guess maybe what was one of the heavier songs for you right? in, in that
1: Don't space. don't matter for sure. Don't exactly. matter. It's more of the the slower song, but it is basically just. The song says, like, I don't want a thing from you. It don't matter. Um, I don't even want the truth. It doesn't matter. Basically, when I was dating this person, I just wanted any time they would give me, I'd take it. Even if they cheated on me, I still wanted to be with them. Like, I didn't want diamond rings. I didn't want anything. I just I just wanted to be with them whenever yeah. they could give me the time. And it was so depressing. So it was just like, wow, I've, I've lowered myself to just being someone's, like, exactly. pet almost. Like, okay, I guess I'll hang out with you now okay now you're annoying me go away yeah. so it was, it was that, that song was hard. I, when, I, when I went on radio tour for that song I I could barely sing it at, at some yeah. of the radio There's I mean,
0: there's certain artists where either they won't play stuff live because they're like I can't it's just it's way too difficult and I
1: would, <laughs> and, I would and I would and I'd get like midway and I'd look at my guitar player and i just like and he, and he would just keep playing and I'd look at him and i like I fucking can't and, you're you like know, not tonight not tonight yeah you know, he, he just kind of floods out and then and I just kind of apologize and then I look out and everyone's like crying or just like oh my god am I glad I didn't everyone was like what the fuck yeah they were appreciative they of understand the of real emotion. yeah that they can understand that you actually went through something and you're a human being right yeah. people forget that all the time yeah and I'm not even famous so I can't even imagine what you know Taylor Swift goes through or Selena Gomez goes through it, and Justin Bieber I mean you yeah. see these people kind of fall down yeah. a little. Yeah. It's like how do you and people get mad about it, it's like how do you expect the thought to when like, I saw just, Yeah. When it's I was a hard life. Yeah, when
0: I was a teenager, I was very for a while I was very anti pop and I was like, Oh, I don't I was like, screw Justin Bieber screw that kid or whatever and really it was me just messing security devs <laughs> you're making millions of dollars and making doing something I want to do. So mm-hmm. I'm just really bitter about yeah. that. Yeah but then as life went on I was like, I started, everything that he did and every mistake that he did started to get documented by the press, like the, I mean, I don't, I'm not condoning the drunk driving thing that he did, but I'm saying like, he's a kid and every single thing he does, he can't grow up, No. and he's looked at as, take a picture with me, sign this thing, sing this song for me, and I, don't need
1: I love um. I don't know if you saw that Lady Gaga interview where yes, I did. That she, wasn't was great. It beautiful. That was but She was just like, said. I'm sick of of being a money maker for everybody else. Yes. Like people telling me to do this, do this. It's just like I said. Finally, I said, fuck it. I'm saying no. And of course, you know, she's at the level of her career where she can say no to anything she yeah, 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 wants. Yeah, yeah. You know, like for me, I'll do anything. Like <laughs> uh, you know, whatever. I'll take pictures. I'll shake hands. I, I mean, I. I I, I like taking the pictures. one time I did it, it was like almost three hours of it, and I was like, oh my oh. god, I couldn't smile anymore. I could, I mean, the people, it was just your face starts hurting, yeah. After a oh yeah, your your jaw, like your cheekbones, <laughs> and, and and I could, and you do, you feel like an animal in a cage, and someone's coming over to take pictures. Yeah. That was what um, Justin Bieber had had said. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and people gave him, I mean, people gave him
0: crap or it's like. Well, okay, it's one thing if you're in a room with, like, ten people and you don't want to do it. But if you're in a room and there's an arena full of people yeah. that all want to do it and there's you're There's got to be a time where you've got to stop. There's a,
1: a cutoff on that with what you're able to physically do. It's hard because I mean, you see it from both sides. You see it as, okay, well, that's what you signed up for, you know. You know, yeah. these are, you wouldn't be anywhere without your fans. So exactly. That's, that's, that's something that I that I always back on is that, like, people who who write me and want me to send them an autographed picture, like, I'll do that until, until I get to the point where I'm just like, oh, I'm too tired or I need somebody else to do it. But for now, it's like, I have the time, yeah. I appreciate it, and it's and it's awesome. You wouldn't be anywhere without your fans. You need them.
0: Absolutely. So. Um, I remember, God, who was it? Uh, there's a band that I, I've known for several years now, and every time they come to San Francisco, they generally... They'll play, like, the Warfield Theater, and so they'll, okay. they'll headline it, and it's always it's always really fun, and they're always awesome. And so one day, I texted their singer, and they love their fans more than anything. I love they that. They know how, like, they'll do meet and greets, they'll hang out with people after the show no matter how big they get, but then they also know, like, kind of, like, to what level their fans will go, so down where the Warfield is, there's a mall that's, like, a quarter mile down the street. Uh-huh. So he texts me, and he's like, hey, just go to the bus. Uh, the guys are in there. I'll, I'll be there soon. He's like, I'm just walking around the mall. So, like, 20 minutes go by, and then we hear some noise outside, and then he opens the door, and he's got his backpack and headphones, and he's panting, and we're like,
1: okay. Was he running away from he people? Wasn't,
0: he wasn't running. He was kind of fast walking, but I was just like, you okay? He's like, <laughs> they found me. And so I was like, oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's like, it's okay. I took, he's like, I took pictures with everyone, but... Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, because it's, it's the ones that start and
0: then everyone sees it starting, then you're just <laughs> out there and you're all alone. And what was funnier was that I went on my Facebook feed and I'm like, okay, and then it's these, because I've added, like, pretty much if it's anyone I've, like, met at a show or something, like, yeah, cool, I'll add you on Facebook, I'm all seeing photos of them at, and I'm figuring out at what point he was <laughs> he running was down running. the street. I'm like, Classic. You're putting, is... putting it all together. <laughs> I love that. It was funny. I mean, do you hope to ever, I mean, it's, That might be a stupid question, I mean, do you ever, every musician is different with what kind of, what they define as success and what they want to reach in terms of, some want to play arenas, some are content with (coughs) being able to sell at clubs and just play play music, like, what kind of
1: goal, like, what do you aspire to? I love that, I I actually love that question, I wish more people would ask it. When I was first starting out, you know, when I first moved to LA, I was like, I want to be here. Like, I want to be like fucking up here, like everybody yeah. else. But you think like I'm that one. I'm gonna be that one that's like there. And the years go by, and you have your highs and you have your lows. And that's the shitty thing about this industry is that the lows can be fucking low. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the highs are incredible. And I got to a point where I I had to remind myself why I'm doing this. And I and I'm doing this because I want because of what music does to me and like artists have done to me through my hard times. I want. I wish I could be super successful without having all the fame. I wish that you know, because I I, 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 just want to give like my music to people and have them be inspired by it. Um, but I want to go on tour. For yeah. I mean, I've I've gone on tour with, with Andy Grammer, Gavin McGraw, American that Authors. Awesome. I got to open for Switchfoot. That was that yes. was like my ultimate that dream. Is awesome. I and I, I I'm not a Christian music. Or person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. to me, they're... No, they're <coughs> amazing. They're so good. And I remember walking into the room. I was like... My guitar player came in, and then they were all standing there like... Like, Le And I was like... like, oh, my God, they all just said my name. <laughs> and I like, walked over, and I was like, you guys have been a fan of mine since I was a little kid. And then my guitar player was like, you just told them that they were a fan of you. <laughs> and I was like, I mean... You know, I was, I just, eh, and I, I was like almost starstruck, but I got to open for them, which was, which was the dopest. Where did you open for them? What, what um, store? It was in um, Portland. Okay. In Portland. Uh, um, and it was for a breast cancer awareness uh, foundation. And it was a huge event. That's awesome. And there was probably like maybe a 1, 1,500 people there. Yeah. And... I went on. I formed, and everybody was just so excited. And then, like Switchfoot went on, and I'm like standing there, just like I love you. They're playing like Dare to Move and like all my favorite songs, and um, and that was that was one of my highlights for sure. And then when I got to do Andy Grammer and Gavin DeGraw, that was I mean, I love Andy Grammer, and and Andy's just one of the coolest people I've ever met in my life. Yeah. um, As a musician, Um, we were in Omaha, and then we went to Colorado. And I mean, I was performing in front of six thousand to ten thousand people yeah. in these big arenas, and God, it was it was phenomenal. Give you a taste for, of, kind for, of what yeah. You per, want. But for me, it's performing in front of ten people, performing in front of ten thousand. I give. I always want to give the same energy. To me, it's the same thing. You know, and sometimes you go on these radio tours, and you go. You, they set it up. You have a room. You have a you have like a mic, and you have all these things. And sometimes you're singing in a. A little tunnel, yeah, or like a little room. They're like, okay, go ahead. I'm like, you know what? I'll jam anyway. Cool. yeah. So bring it on. <laughs>
0: Definitely. No, I mean, there's, it, it, I, I work with. I actually work at Live One Hundred Five, and for a while it was, you would just, I, I, they would do meet and greets or do some artist stuff, and it would, I. In past years when I've seen stuff, it would just kind of be on the fly, and then they got a live lounge, so now oh, nice. any band yeah. that comes in can... I love the ones that yeah.
1: have the live lounge. Oh yeah. my god, like, like Utah like, and all those places, oh, I love yeah. them. They're so fun. Yeah. They have all their listeners, that they come in and they you know, have their pants on, they're just so yeah. excited, and they want to take pictures with you, and you're just like, sweet.
0: Yeah, it was awesome. Um, they, uh, The building is shared by... 105 and then 997. Here's the pop station here, uh-huh. so they'll have they'll kind of switch off. But like, it's it's funny because sometimes there will be someone that's like playing the BB tour and then you have the XX. Yeah. Or a punk band coming in to do like an acoustic session. Yeah. So it's a nice little mix of
1: artists. I love that. That's awesome. I know. I, one of the, one of the times on the show, they like, "Oh, you're literally following Kobe." Like I was just following Kobe wherever Kobe Clay, which is yeah. Hers. When I was doing the Hoku's so it's kind of just nice. Nice. I was like, oh, uh, Kobe was just here. I gotta got rock it. I love her. So. Did you ever get to meet up with her? I never met her, no. But I've worked with um, Mikkel, uh, Michael Blue, who did uh, her first album, who wrote Bubbly yeah. with her. Okay, cool. You know, the, her first song. So I was in the studio with him, and I like saw the guitar he played it on, and I, you know, I was just... I know that stuff may be super silly, but it's so beautiful to it see. Is. Because like this is this is the couch they sat and wrote it on. Like that's amazing. I gotta live up to that. Favorite of all time though. Yes. I was in. I was in Omaha. They have a huge wall where they have their artists sign their signature. Yeah. And guess where I signed my. Rednex movie. Nope. Oh no. Hanson. Yeah. I. Yes. <laughs> I was a die-hard, like not insane. not actually Boys, the 90 degrees, I was handsome. Like, Zach Hansen was my future husband, <laughs> Zach Hanson was everything to me, and I saw, and it was Hanson, and they had, they had like a drawed guitar, and I was like, oh my god, I'm yeah. signing my name right next to you guys. So, so yeah. I signed it, took a picture of it, I was like, keep this forever. Love Hanson. The first... CD I ever listened to at
0: four years old was Middle of, of the Nowhere because it was the first thing that was so ever given to me God. and it was I was obsessed. I know every
1: single word of the whole the whole album.
0: I was yeah I was deep into it because I wanted to. Well, what was funny was that and when you're a kid you don't you don't have any boundaries. you like oh I'm not gonna listen to that because girls listen to it or whatever. It's oh like, yeah yeah. I just like what it sounds like. No so
1: Hanson was loved by dudes. Yeah old I mean because because they were musicians exactly I mean, and you have was a, so awesome. you have a, like eight-year-old nine-year-old drummer who's singing yeah. harmonies yeah I, I mean it was it was and then just, they had the live from Albert uh, Oh, oh Video, yeah. the VHS oh I Not have everything I have every single thing whenever it was yeah. my birthday it was just a handsome yeah I had in everything posters CDs every live performance they ever had yes. <laughs> Yeah,
0: like, I was super. I was. I well, I got to check a milestone off. Uh, I'm a music photographer. But I've, I've been photographing I for that. seven years. I saw that. I saw your your
1: work. You have great work. Thank That's you awesome. very much. Yeah. Um,
0: I got to photograph Hanson uh, last. No, not last year. Two years ago. That's um, And I was awesome. like, I was like, I and I was. It was weird pitching to the site together. I was like, I know there's a lot of metal bands on the site. I know there's a lot of pop punk. Is there any way we can get a photo pass? And I think they were like. Yeah, that's, that's fine. And then they approved me, and I was like, yes. And I couldn't, I, the one thing I was bummed, though, was that I went on, they played two nights. Yeah. So they played, the first night was all covers, which was awesome. And I mean, they still sounded really good. They were singing covers of other people's songs? They did covers of, like, old classic rock, basically everything that they loved growing up. They did I a love show. that, that's, that's so cool. It was I really want to do that they thing. They played an hour and a half, and it was great. And then they... I guess they did some kind of charity thing the next morning, and they did it for every city they went to. That's so they beautiful. did, like, a, I love that. a walk around whatever city they did for charity with their fans, things like that. And then the next night, they played all originals. I was already booked to do another show. It's so like, I... And I was... I still loved the show, and it was great, and I, I wanted to take the other one because I got a podcast that night, and so I was like, I really got to do this. I'm not going to do this. But um, the one awesome moment where I was kind of like, yeah, this is really fucking (laughs) cool. Um, in the middle of the cover set, they started, he started playing, uh, this time around, and I was like, yes! I saw you play one original song
1: that I loved, and
0: everybody sang it. It was super cool. I,
1: you mean you couldn't be in two places at once? I know. (laughs) I really wish I could have. I, oh, I die. I just, I, and I don't think there's any band out there that I can't appreciate them. Yeah. Or like, the musicianship. They're still going, which is awesome.
0: You, did you hear that they're doing another tour now? It's the 25th anniversary tour. Of no, Europe. but I'm oh, going
1: where. this time. <gasps> yeah, they're like. Are you fucking kidding no, me? They're I, I, doing so middle. See, I won't go unless they do the, the middle and over. Like doing, they have to sing every fucking song from that album. They're doing the 25th anniversary. Oh of well, I'm hour. going to that. Probably, yeah. I'll probably just follow them. It's skipping <laughs> the Bay Area, but I'm kind of considering
0: going. Somewhere. Oh, I'm going.
1: I can't believe you said that. I need to go look that up. Well, now. what? So what bummed me out
0: was that I'm sitting down in my apartment and I'm scrolling through my phone. My girlfriend and I are going to Disneyland in October for one of her best friends weddings and stuff like that oh so nice they're, they're oh doing, at disneyland they're doing it in downtown disney and so what? We booked some That's time so cool. they're doing it at uh, the jazz kitchen in downtown disney so they're doing the reception and the wedding and all that stuff there and they were going to hang out and so i'm looking through um uh, because she's like are there any bands playing at house of blues because it's right there mm-hmm. in there and i'm looking you at there, like and i out loud was like god damn it It's like, a week after oh I'm well, i like, would going
1: to that one then in and Anaheim. I t- and I told
0: her I'm just like,
1: oh, you were so good, lucky
0: because I would have dragged you to this.
1: And that's such a good. There's I, they're gonna be at the House of Anaheim. That's perfect. Like, I, just see them in a smaller venue, yeah. and not like a huge venue. And then the whole, oh my gosh, I can't you like, just can I just look it up real quick? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah I, just go gotta, for it.
0: I I distinctly remember when I posted the news. All I wrote was. Um, uh, I posted the link and then I just wrote in all caps, "Open the fucking pit up!" <laughs> <laughs> and I got so many comments, and it was so funny. Um, but uh, yeah, it's called the Middle of Everywhere Tour, um, and it's twenty-five years doing it. I don't know, like, so, like, I some that tempi- or some anniversary tours, they'll say we're gonna play the full album. They may not play it all front to back, but then they'll play it; they'll mix it up. Right? I mean, oh, yeah. So I, I think, mean, but I, it's I believe like, that's what they're doing. Yeah. If you look at their page, and there's like... So I have to go to their page? Yeah, okay, yeah it's cool. on their page. But yeah, I was super... Okay, cool. I'm glad, I'm glad you brought, brought that up. That's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was super stoked on <laughs> that. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, yeah. Maybe I'll possibly see you there if I finally cool to get down to that <laughs> show. Um... I mean, did you have any other, I mean, that was the big one, but were there any other pop obsessions
1: or oh like pop rock or... Oh my TLC, Beyonce, okay. uh, Destiny's Child, I mean, all of them. I mean, I was, my mom had, instead of a library of books, she had a library of CDs. She had over like 10,000 CDs. We opened it like this and there was just like CDs everywhere. I mean, I, from Prince to Bonnie Raitt to James Taylor to Janatha Brooks to Alanis, you know, Dixie Chicks. I mean Stevie Nicks you know all Rolling Stones I mean everything and I just had this obsession with female vocalists like I mean oh my gosh I was listening to well James Taylor's probably my life like no joke I had dreams about him when I was little that I would he would call me up on stage and I'd sing Carolina with him like in my mind I'm gone Carolina <laughs> and I and like doing the harmonies with him yeah. and He's so old now, not not in a terrible way, he's still doing amazing, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm going to go see him, actually, nice. Bonnie Raitt, who's my oh favorite. Oh my god, that's awesome. And they're playing here at the AT&T... Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah. right, they're doing that this summer. Yeah, and me and my mom are going, and I'm just... I, I And now you telling me about Hanson, I mean, I'm just, my life's complete. <laughs> I mean, I can die after that, <laughs> so yeah, it's good gonna, to go. It's going to be a really fun tour, and I, yeah, I forgot
0: that they're doing the show at A T T Park. Yeah. There's a couple of mm-hmm. really big that are coming through. Yeah. Um, I forget, I know that, I know that Lady Gaga is coming to ATT Park. But, yeah,
1: she's um, doing her, uh, yeah, Jo-Anna, JoAnna tour. tour.
0: Going back to something you said earlier, the, words, the thing you said about Lady Gaga and that interview you were talking right. about, what was so cool was that I think sometime after that she announced, she said, I'm doing the JoAnna tour, but it was all Dive bars.
1: She yeah, she, like, she did do that. Yeah, she it's ended up doing so awesome. it. <clears throat> that was awesome. That was just super cool. But that. she didn't even actually say where she was going yeah, until she was up. there. Like, that's my dream. I want to do that. Just to be able to go. I just like, want yeah. I, I to, like, get there and then be like, hey, I'm just going to do, like, a dive bar tour. I just fucking yeah. show up somewhere. And people don't even fucking know. And then I just start singing. They're like, it's fucking Lady Gaga. Are you kidding me? Like, that, I will tell you story and then we can wrap it up but no no no. yeah we're almost at an
0: hour so that's yeah
1: yeah i no joke this is probably one of the most amazing things that's ever happened i was with my boyfriend at the time we randomly went to some sports bar in la jocks daily i think it was we're sitting there like whatever it's a fucking random wednesday they're like oh there's this party bus coming we're taking everybody to the hockey game we we're like we don't really care about hockey that much I mean, I, I I like the Avalanche. of Washington It's like fifty dollars. You get. A, we have a bunch of booze on the on the yeah. bus. We're like, fuck it, fifty bucks each. Let's go. I'll take us downtown. Let's get downtown. Walk into the game. We're there for 15 minutes. We're like, let's just let's go fucking downtown and do something crazy. Walk outside. We walk to the next bar. This guy comes up. He's like, do you want to see Linkin Park and Offspring? And we're like, we're like, what's the catch? He's like, just follow me. They're doing a sh- they're doing a private showing. Oh my god, There's that's only a hundred awesome. people at the Nokia Theater. Yeah. There's only a hundred. They, 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 they were like, we just need to fill a couple more spots. That is so walk rad. Walk in for free. I mean, I get the chills just thinking yeah, about it. Yeah, I'm fucking the Lincoln about Park too. Offspring, and I'm just like, uh, what the? Yeah. Like, I- Pretty much, I paid fifty dollars to see Lincoln Park and Osprey because it was fifty bucks to get down here. Yeah. But the, the, the randomness of just walking on the street, someone just want to see Lincoln Park and Offspring. We're like, fuck yeah, yeah, let's go. And, like, they're singing all the, like the jams from back in the day, and I was just like, what? What was it for? Was it just like a? They were filming something. Oh my god. So there was awesome. only like a hundred people there, and the Nokia can fit like eight hundred or a thousand. Yeah. So it was there was nobody there, but they That's pushed them so all to cool. the front we were like in the back though just like literally moshing around just like fuck it it was amazing it was one of those things where yeah that shit doesn't happen and then it it fucking does and you're like wow right place the right fucking time so i saw
0: my favorite band do something similar to that but not like a it was, it was somewhat more announced, like, it, it wasn't like someone walking up and being like, hey, do you want to get in? And I'd be like, yes, let's go. It was more like, so I had friends tip me off, and this was on my birthday, too, the two days before this happened, so my friends tipped me off and they said, um, hey, this band is playing. And I was like, no, they're not. And then more people started to send me the link, they're like, this is real, buy it. second <laughs> and, and they're like, it's $20, go and do it. So it's like, Alright, so I managed to get in, and the site crashed within 30 seconds after I got my ticket, and so I was like, alright, this is real. Yep. Yeah. So I saw Green Day huh. play at, uh, so the first club, so oh, Green Day's yeah. sure. Bay Area band. Yeah. They started at this club in Berkeley called 924 Gilman Street. When they got big, they were quote-unquote bands. Basically... Any major label bands you were not allowed to play because it was in punk or whatever, the, mm-hmm. the rules have kind of been lifted. In right. Opinion. They had their band lifted, and all it said was benefit show. I guess there was some fire, not the ghost ship fire, but a fire in Oakland that had burned down like a printing press company or something. Uh-huh. So they did a benefit show for two days, and then on the second day it said, these two local bands and surprise guest, everybody kind of knew who it was, I had a friend who worked at their... Um, not at their label, but he worked with their student. He's like, yeah, I'm working this thing on Sunday. You should go. And I was like, all right. And I showed up. But they couldn't up. really tell you what was going they on. They couldn't say anything. And they bring his drum set. I was oh. I was on the stage. And they played two and a half hours of everything. Like, it was the Oh, my gosh. Thing. They played two and a half hours? And I had friends who couldn't get tickets. And then I turned around, and they were there. Because what happened was... The capacity was so. I mean, that club is so small, but if it's, it's a punk show, people will pack in. So more room opened up, and they would tell people, "Hey, if you donate twenty dollars to the charity um, and for the cause that we're trying to raise, whatever, you can come in." So my friends all managed to get into the That's show, awesome. and it was oh man, it was awesome. So much like the Lincoln Park, just getting in and just having that what the fuck moment. I I'm totally. And those are me. the best.
1: I mean, those are better than anything ever being planned. It's just
0: yeah. So you want to be able to get to like that where yeah. you can just kind of have a surprise show? And, that'd be fucking uh, awesome. That'd be awesome. I love that. I love when people just be like, "Oh, it's so
1: crazy!"
0: It's about getting a reaction and just kind of seeing. Yeah. yeah. So we're almost in an hour. This was yeah, awesome. It was but, awesome. Um, yeah. I mean, it's very relaxed. So we have yeah. as much time or as little time as we need. Um, I'm I'm good. Yeah. Um, so basically, I guess I wrap this up with uh, two questions that are rather broad, but okay. I you, I close out any interview with the musician that I do with these questions so the first is what kind of message if you have one would you like fans to walk away with after listening to your music
1: Um, definitely from my most recent single that's out right now is love who you want to love and it's you know basically you know with everything that's going on in the world right now um, never lose sight of just who you are I know that um, loving who you want to love in a generalization of being able to travel where you want to go, change what you want to change, be who you want to be, and just don't be afraid of of any fucking person, because it doesn't matter. It's your life, and and live it. So that's, that's definitely what I want people to walk away from me, for sure, as an artist. Perfect. And we kind
0: of, I feel like we kind of talked about this a little bit, They're just, I mean, in bits and pieces throughout this
1: episode, but what does music mean to you? Oh my god. Music is like my heart and my soul. It is like my whole being. Like, I couldn't... I don't think that I could live without music. Like, I think... You know when people get old and and they love each other and then one of them passes away and the other one kind of passes with them? Like, that would be... I'd be like, hey, music goes, I'm going to. Like, no. It's just it's 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 my every day I wake up I listen to music when I get ready as music when I take a shower this music like everything I do when I walk as I the music so everything revolves around music so and every genre I appreciate every genre of music I don't care it's it's all beautiful it's all to his or her own musician they're just expressing yeah what they want to express yeah Awesome. And then, uh, lastly, um,
0: what would you? Uh, you said you mentioned the newest single. Um, where can people find you? What do you? If, you, if there's oh, yeah. anything
1: you want to plug, please. Yeah, throw yeah, that yeah. In. Um, you can find all my stuff on Spotify. Uh, Joe Livy Music. J O L I V I Music. Uh, SoundCloud. SoundCloud's cool because there's we did a competition for for um, a remix for "Love Who You Want to Love." So there's just probably hundreds of different remixes of the song. If you want to go and check it out, iTunes. Facebook, YouTube. So Joe Livy music is on every social network. So awesome. Check Joe Livy, it was such a pleasure. Such a Thank pleasure, Jerry. So Thank you so much.
0: <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. This episode, once again, was sponsored by Vinyl Me Please. To sign up, go to joinvmp.com for the record. slash for the record. We'll see you next week.